it's election night. It's election night. You know what? Yeah, elect- the election is getting to the best of us. I've got Joey's dick on. That is the one spring zone for Hugh this year. He's getting to be a lot like Belichick, similar record, you know, similar style tanking. Yeah, he does have the same record as Belichick. Mark, you don't need a whisper. Not that low key. You're the plug. Yeah, low key. It'll all be cut out, right? Yes. one <laughs> <laughs> All right, week eight is in the books. The league has just been, it's been extraordinary. Honestly, I've never been in a fantasy football league that has this level of competition from top to bottom. The worst teams are scoring the most points. The top team has like the eighth most points. It's just been a lot of fun. It has been a roller coaster of emotions, and I'm just excited to be a part of it. We're going to start with some shout outs. And first and foremost, we are fucking back. The podcast curse is fucking back. Ball ate it this week, which was absolutely huge. Such a boost for podcast morale. Going to trash talk him a little bit later because I'm playing him next week. However, we are back. Podcast curse is back. Ruben Sacco, massive, massive shout out for getting absolutely smacked by Sims and Sims limited liability partnership. Bella- I love to hear that. He jinxed Un- himself. He jinxed himself. He jinxed himself. And I was going to say this a little bit later, but it's a week after Will you uh, putting stone that Sims and Sims is the Sacco. And I'm playing Sims and Sims this week and I will stick to it. He is the Sacco and will be the Sacco in this league. Okay. So we'll get into that a little later, but Ruben Sacco definitely deserving of the second shout out. Thank you for being commissioner, but absolutely hilarious. You got absolutely dominated, nothing new. And third shout out, democracy. It's November 3rd. Happy election night, everybody. I guess I guess it's a good time. We, uh, we have a really special guest on tonight. I know he wants to say a little bit of an intro. He's really busy. He's looking at all the polls. We have our uh, live political correspondent and analyst, uh, Joey Cohen here, keeping an eye on all the tracks. Uh, on all the polls, keeping his finger on on America itself. Joey, what do you have to say? A lot going on, and it, what's crazy is by the time you you listen to this, uh, you'll know everything that I'm talking about. So it's not it's not exactly a live correspondent, but we'll see if I'm right about stuff. Okay. Um, the reality is a lot's going on. It's a very interesting time. Um, interestingly enough, so you know, there's a big early vote, and then uh, favoring Democrats, and then you have a election day vote that's favoring republicans how each state counts it is different so you're going to see different results throughout the night that may not be the actual result at the end so very interesting night we just don't know um there is some interesting stuff happening right now and we'll uh be breaking things live to you on the show love that we're uh, very excited to have you joey i know we've had you uh on both as a managing guest and as a political correspondent but it's always a pleasure to have you in the room Quick standings update. We thought we might as well give everyone a bit of an update. This is by far the most competitive fantasy football league. I've not only ever been a part of, of anyone that I know. One of my best friends is like, oh, dude, my league is so competitive. Like, get the fuck out of here. Not only do we make a podcast about it. Ball is in the lead at six and two. And then we have five teams at five and three. Two teams at four and four. Then myself and Fishbine at three and five. And then Hugh, 
and Ruben Sacco at two and six and one and seven respectively. So this league is still up for grabs, no matter what playoff spots are, are up in there, but yeah, we're going to try and get through this one. Cause there's a lot that we want to cover. Let's get into some recaps. Yeah, let's do it. First of all, Kenny, we're going to start with your team. I mean, I was rooting for you Monday night. I mean, I'm I appreciate five, it. But I was actually in the opposite scenario as you. I, I was up 35 points and playing against Brady and Evans. So ah. I took the L, but I mean, man, that was tough. That game was tough in every way. Well, it's tough as a Giants fan because you obviously want to see them play well. And that I literally, I actually, I texted Dan at halftime, good game, it's over. But I've never been more confident going into a game down 46 points. And I needed, needed the Giants to convert the two-point conversion. I needed it. I was one big pass away from winning the game, and we didn't get it done. I'm feeling good about my team, but that was absolutely heartbreaking. Congrats to Dan. He's a great GM. He doesn't talk shit. He deserves the win. I think Mike Evans might have just played himself out of a keeper spot. That's all I'm going to say. Sheesh. Well, on to the next matchup. It was the Sacco Bowl. We were all excited. We were all rooting against Rubenstein. Wow, wow. We wanted. Blowout. Blowout. Biggest week of the year for Sims and Sims. They come up huge with a 150. Patrick Mahomes coming up clunch. Absolutely smacked him. Damian Harris having a huge week. Cooper Cup back. I mean, really big for Sims and Sims moving forward because, you know, they've got a game lead on Rubenstein. And if they can get one more win, they probably can secure themselves not being the Sacco, but it's going to be tough for them the next five weeks. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I agree. You got to think he's Belichicking it. They, they want that underdog status. So didn't surprise me. Didn't yeah. surprise me. This next matchup was an absolute toaster shitter. Disgusting. Like, Disgusting. Greer with 100 points flat. I mean, Greer's team is, is bad because his guys are not back. I mean, obviously next week's a different story, but RIP to Reardon's team. Everybody went down. I mean, it's honestly a little bit sad because this was, as we said, an underdog team that was fun to watch. And you just hate to see it happen to them. That was a big win. It was also a big win. Disgusting yeah. game, but a big win. Yeah. All that matters in fantasy football is a W column. And somehow Team Grit grinds another one out. I've also been – I've been drinking for probably an hour and a half to two hours now. I had a happy hour. So, I'm probably going to say some egregious things that might not apply. But uh, I think that makes sense. That was a shit show of a game. Yeah, it truly was. <laughs> okay, was Good. Fun. Good. <laughs> the next one was a shit show for our, our league's leader, the Alcoholics, putting up a very slow 83 points. And Team TC, this team, this team is underrated because they're putting up yeah. big points every week at this point. They have found consistency, and Zeke isn't even going. I don't know that Zeke will get going, but this team is getting it done. Robert Woods and Madcap have huge weeks. And the only thing I will say, and I'd like to leave this matchup at this, is Lamar Jackson is not the Lamar Jackson we saw last year. And Ball's team is actually just not that good. So let's see what happens the next few weeks because I think the teams at five and three are the heart of this league and the teams that will continue to be successful. Those teams have scored far more points than Ball. Well, we've got the Collusion Bowl next. So let's let in our first guest. Oh, there he is. There he is. Gramps, what's good, Fishbun? Oh, hey, guys. <laughs> How you doing on this fine election night? Man, oh man. <laughs> did you vote today, Danny? I did not. I, I absenteed, so I voted a while ago. 
Fishbine, you seem a little tense. Not tense at all. You seem a little tense. You no, know, just just watching watching election coverage all night will have you on edge, you know. Okay, yeah. that's fair. That's why I'm choosing not to watch more than 2016, Danny. I think I think a little more. At least 2016, I was pretty hammered. Yeah, right, remember he was, he was pacing around our apartment for literally six hours, and Block was in there like struggling with his own inner demons. <laughs> oh yeah, Block was literally ready to kill someone. I forgot about that. He's going pretty fucking crazy. Can you give us I, a little uh, imitation for old time's sake. Yeah, can I you get mean, a- if this fucking loser Trump wins, we're gonna have a real fucking issue. Wow, I haven't heard the block fucking thing in so long. That is all time. Anyway, Danny, Collusion Bowl this weekend. Absolute barn burner, nail biter, unbelievable matchup coming down to literally an overtime game. Talk me through your Sunday. I mean, if you think I was stressed now, you should have (laughs) seen me on Sunday at about 7 p.m. Absolutely terrifying. I mean, when Jared Cook caught that touchdown, I was like, this is just how my year is going. Like, that's it. You know, the snooks aren't meant to be. It is what it is. I texted Robinson and Beer. I was just like, good game, guys. Well done. And the next thing I knew, Allen Robinson caught that shitty touchdown. I was pretty hyped. And, you know, just back and forth. When it went to overtime, I freaked out. I was like, no fucking way this goes to overtime. The Bears kickers always suck. They always just fucking choke. And they didn't choke this time, like the one time I really needed them to. So I was like, this is it. Like, Jared Cook's going to catch a game-winning touchdown. It's that simple. But, you know, I won. Pretty happy about it. I really don't like the idea of being tied for Sacco. Fishbine, let me ask you a quick question. What do you think your X factor on your team is? Your team is struggling. And you came in, in my opinion, a top five favorite. Maybe a top four favorite. So what I do you think? I, I mean, I think maybe the top three favorite. That but, doesn't surprise me. I mean, you're, you are the best at fantasy sports that I've ever been in a league with. You and Greer by far. So I think you two are pretty much favorites every year going into the season. Appreciate it, Balsam. Really do. If, if anyone could live stream right now, they'd see I was cheesing. I'm honestly flattered. But, yeah, I don't know. I think my X factor, honestly, is that Diggs and Allen combo. Uh, I think before it was kind of my running back situation, which was very fluid. I think that's finally stabilized a bit. You know, I have Justin Jackson, who's actually getting carries for the Chargers. Chase Edmonds is looking like the real guy in Arizona. Um, you know, Daryl Henderson, shout out Will for giving me him in a trade, looking like a decent pickup. And obviously Jonathan Taylor is a pretty steady guy. Um, but now I think Josh Allen needs to pick it back up because if my team was clicking everywhere else, but quarterback, like it is now, then I'd be fine. But it's like now Josh Allen is putting up stinkers. We have some breaking news. It looks like the president is going to hold on to the state of Florida. Um, according to, to, to my sources. So uh, that's an that's a early uh, battleground state. So just to uh, just inform everyone. Thank you, Joey, but not really thank you. That is pretty upsetting news. So we'll switch the topic back to some positivity and my team, and we will let in our other guest for tonight. Marky. There he is. There what he is. What is up, my friend? How goes it? It goes well. We had you on tonight because of uh, the little bit of magic that happened on Thursday night. Uh, so the first half of the story from my side, and maybe you can tell the rest. Yeah, well, can I just interrupt? I'm just going to interrupt quickly. Uh, Will texted me. This is maybe a couple of days ago. I was like, yo, what do you want to do for the episode this weekend? And he was like, uh, let's bring Danny on. He hasn't been on yet. And we should bring Mark on because we have a story about the lineup. And I was just like, yeah, I don't even want to hear it because 
I feel like it's just like, it has to be live. We're doing it live. We're doing it live. And the story is I'm playing a game of Warzone with you. I uh, got the headset on, not listening, not paying attention to my phone at all. And then Shout I, out you. I died or I was camping or something. I checked my phone. I have seven texts from Mark and a missed call. I don't know if, like Mark and I talk every day, but I don't know if he's ever called me. So I was like, I don't know what's going on. So I call him back. He goes, he goes, yo, we have to play Curtis Samuel tonight. I was like, what? He goes, we have to play Curtis Samuel. I was like, are you sure? And he's like, no, like no doubt. And we played Curtis Samuel. He scores two touchdowns. And that was it. I mean, the, the week, it was a lot to be ours. I mean, I just need to know, Mark, what you were feeling on Thursday night. I mean, sometimes I just get these feelings, you know. Um, <laughs> it, it can be betting. It can be, you know, pulling chicks. But sometimes I just get these feelings. And I got a feeling. Curtis Samuel, you know, we had recently picked him up off the waiver wire. Just thought maybe we could feed off that, you know, Carolina magic. And came through, you know. That is – so let well, me. I mean, ask, I mean let, okay. Let's backtrack a little. I mean, the Falcons do have a really bad secondary, so that played a part. We're anti-Falcons sure. on the podcast. Very much. But no, I, besides the Falcons just having an atrocious defense, I just had a feeling. So, what made you decide to really make it serious and call Will? When I sent him like seven texts and he didn't respond, it was t- time sensitive. Said, you know, might as well hit him on his direct line so he knows I'm, I'm serious. This is serious. It was three minutes before kickoff. This was at right. 17 that I wasn't I, I mean, everyone knows, like, when you're tossing in bets, making your lineup, it's very time sensitive. Anyway, Dalvin Cook put up a freaking 50 spot for us this week. I mean, the luck was yeah. great for us. We had the most points in the league this week, ended up with a 160. Young O's had a decent week. Brandon Ayuk, who I said breakout player of the week, obviously has a massive week, 23 points. Well, three for three. Three for three. I think more. I think you actually – I haven't missed this year. Anyone I've said is a breakout yeah. player has scored. You've been killing it. Ayuk is literally just Debo Samuel. It's the same exact player. So I'm curious why he's on the block. Uh, I think they're, uh, they're a little upset they traded away Chubb. I think they're in need of a running back pretty badly. they got a lot of wide receivers. Anyway – all right, we've gone through last week. Mark and Danny, we're going to do a little bit of something like the newlywed game with you two. Just have a little bit of fun. Just a few quick questions just to uh, kind of see your answers. Perfect. I'm a little, I'm a little nervous, honestly. Definitely a little I nervous. Tell. I can tell. I'm going to be honest. Fishbine, Danny, you seem really tense. I said it when you joined. You're being very censored right now. You're giving it's election us- night. It's like- election night. You know what? Yeah, like the election is getting to the best of us, you know. Very important next Four years of our uh, life. I hope everyone uh, hashtag voted. That got Joey's camera back on. <laughs> Joey is fully erect. That got Joey's dick on. All right. Both of you, I want you to guess before you look. What was the last time you two texted? Fish Brian and I? Yeah. It might have been pledging. No way. No, no, no. no. no, no. 2018, Probably not. 2018. 2018. Before or after we graduated, Mark? No, before. Come on now. Yeah, I, I want to say, I mean, if you're talking about, like, non-fantasy football texts, probably 2017. Oh, oh actually. Direct text between you two. It, like, the last text was probably, like, varsity breakfast. It, something it along those be, lines. Like, or do you, like, have a study room? Do you have Addy? I don't know. Adderall, yep. I feel like it could have been one of those. All right, check. Read us your last conversation. I'm going to say 2018. I, I may not have texts from that far back. I'm not even joking. Mark. Yeah, Fishbein likes to delete his tracks. Yeah. Fishbein's got <laughs> 
guys so, are attempting his trash can. Yeah, just just in case. So our last text, I texted you September thirteenth, twenty nineteen. I said Will agreed to throw fantasy baseball. It's football season, and he said, "Damn, bro, that was it." But before then, twenty seventeen. What was I can only imagine what this is based on your face. I said, you still, no, I was just trying to figure out what this is. You still there? He said, nah, about to go back to mine for a little in class right now. I said, all right, I'll catch you later. And then he said, all right, where are you going to be? I said, class till five. I feel like that had to be a Whitman team room. It sounds like Adderall. Oh, no, no, it's Adderall. Uh, yeah. Sounds he like said, Adderall. Yeah, I said, I'll come said, drop these involved, off. It's definitely Adderall. Second question. You guys are going to answer this for the other person. Okay. And, and then you guys will say who it's for. Fishbine looks like he's having none of this. Dude, Danny's going to shit himself. He's like twirling in his chair. Like, uh, dude, I'm nervous. I'm, it's the election. Favorite? Um, okay, enough with the election. We so got, I'm answering got, his favorite whatever you're asking. Yes. Favorite house to party with? What is Danny's, Mark? Oh, Mark FTP. Answers, yeah, that's a lot. Danny, Danny, you answer Mark's and then you guys say your answers. I feel like Mark's had to be Kappa or DG, but I'm gonna go with Kappa as a as an official guest. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Mark. Uh, I'd probably say DG uh, at the time. Wifey. Well, that's the thing. I, I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to include that at the time. Excuses. Oh no. You said you're you're good, bro. Fish that on? ship has sailed. Just trying to be polite here. Uh, you know, I don't know. I Appreciate I'm an equal it. opportunist. Uh, go out to the bars or stay home and play video games. I mean, come. what do you think Danny would rather do? Oh, go out to the bars. Danny, what do you think Mark would rather do? I think stay and play video games. Yeah, that's a lock. Are you both correct? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Love that. This Love is that. a really funny exercise. Unfortunately, due to some technical difficulties, we lost the rest of this game. But I will say, we all had a blast. And now a word from our sponsors. Did you finally shave that quarantine beard only to realize you have no one to impress? Are you wishing that you could share your fantasy win this week with that special someone? Are you not the world's biggest football fan but happen to love tight ends? Well, look no further because I'm here to help you sign a long-term contract. My years of experience speak for themselves. In fact, some of you listening to this are already in my database. But most importantly, boys, I care about you. And I'm also looking to free up some Will's Warzone time if you guys are busy, whatever, not the point. I'm stuck double dating with you once you find a girlfriend anyways, so let me do the heavy lifting. I specialize in Big Ten girls, Jewish girls, and Long Island girls, but have a versatile clientele, including boys and Philly girls. Yes, that means I can introduce you to an Eagles fan. What's the best thing about dating an Eagles fan? She knows not to expect a ring any time in the near future. So let me change your lineup. Contact the Perfect Catch Matchmaker today at 732-995-1134 for some woman coverage. Now we're going to go to uh, Chandler Sherman for Chance Corner and uh, invite him into the room. How you doing, Chan? I'm doing great. Good to see you guys. Football is well. Week eight is a wrap, and dogs were definitely barking. Lamar Jackson is now 0-6 in the highest profile games he has played in. At 2-5, the Patriots have a depleted roster and, interestingly, a 10.1% chance to make the playoffs. 
Belichick said it himself. They they paid Cam one million dollars and they have no depth. Well, do you guys think it's really really quick? Do you guys think Cam is the problem? I mean, I just think what happens is when uh, somebody like Tom Brady leaves your team, uh, it, it, it's just no way to replace that presence in the locker room and on the field. The kind of mistakes that you're seeing the Patriots make are the kind of mistakes you didn't see them make for decades. And when you don't have that person pressure, giving that pressure, that extra push, I mean, you saw it if, for those who watched The Last Dance, like Michael Jordan in practice. It's just a different thing when you have that kind of presence on your team, on the practice field, different preparation, different mental structure of the team. And that's just not the same when you lose a guy like that. They are certainly feeling the absence of him and it shows this Sunday that loss is 100% on Cam Newton. They had a great, what minute and a half, maybe a two minute drill going. They were in the red zone and he just fumbled the football. They could have easily won that game. There was no – they weren't stopping them. The Cowboys scored more in Dak Prescott's last fourth quarter, 24 points, three full games without him, 22 points. They have officially moved to 0-8 against the spread. Little little history there. Crazy. Patrick Mahomes has as many TD passes in – Sunday's first half, then Sam Darnold has the entire season. In the first half of that game, Mahomes threw three touchdowns, and Darnold has that many for the year. A few weeks back, we gave a shout-out to DK Metcalf, being an absolute cheat code, and he still is. 12 receptions, 161 yards, two touchdowns, and I saw – on Instagram that as a five-year-old, he was squatting 100 pounds and benching 50 pounds. That's, like, absurd. I'm sorry, but, like, my kid is not going to be doing that. I Because my kid definitely is going to be. But like, like he's a freak because, like, every other kid that does that ends up being, like, four foot six and, yeah. like, 160 pounds. Yeah. Not good parenting. It definitely gets crazier the more that I, you know, see it and say it out loud. Like, that's that's not a typical state. Like, that's not something you would no. say before. I mean, it, it certainly shows. I think, what is he benching now? Like, 400 plus. And honestly, I want to say it's close to 500 pounds these days. You know, what is it? Well, what'd you say? 6'3", 230? 6'4", 240 and ran a 4'3". Yeah, I mean, he... 1% body fat. Like, he's... He is... He's not human. And let's just leave it at that. Quickly, just recapping last week's picks. I did give out Cincinnati Titans over under at 54 and a half. Um, but the weather actually played a big factor and it dipped five points. Not something you really see that often. But assuming nobody took it Wednesday when I gave it out, you actually could have hit this. You know, the game landed on 51. So. It did end up going over. Saints overall, bad pick. You know, bad football all around. Not really sure, you know, what's going on there. I mean, they did hustle out a win in overtime, but uh, no excuses. We are certainly on a bit of a decline, but that's gambling for you. And that's what happens when you give out picks five days before they kick off. (laughs) Line movement. A lot of factors. Uh, Jen, what's your game of the week? 
So looking ahead to week nine, another great slate of football. And I'm going to continue to switch it up. I'm throwing out two over-unders. And you know what they say, when in doubt. They don't want to say when in doubt, bet the over. But I'm going to go when in doubt, pound the over. Pound the over. I'm taking the over 53 in the Vikings-Lions games. And my second game, I am jumping on the over 53 in the Raiders-Chargers game. Yes, Chan. Yes. So expect a lot of points coming out of – yeah, if we've seen anything from Herbert, we know that that kid can score some do, points. Yeah, I think Herbert's the real deal. Mark, Mark, I know he's the real deal. Yeah, we're a big Herbert okay. podcast. Oh, okay. Nope, we gave him a shout out. We gave him a shout out. I mean, yeah, go Doc. Shout uh, out to Greer. Killed yeah, it with Greer him. runs the QB factor in fantasy. Yeah, it's actually Greer. Greer was also shopping Herbert around. That's all I'm saying. And to further my point, of this game going over the chargers have blown double digit leads in their last four games. Let's bounce back. You think, they're, the Fal- what do you think so? they're the Falcons in the AFC Chandler. Thank you. As always, Chance Corner. Uh, we'll just run through these previews. Now first matchup, Tyler and Joey against team grit. I think this will be high stakes matchup. Lots of scoring. Greer's getting his guys back. McCaffrey, Michael Thomas, Kamara, all in the same lineup. As we said already, Herbert has been slinging it. I think this will be a very fun matchup. And I think if TC can get Zeke going, they'll, they'll come out with a win because Lockett and Metcalf have just been unstoppable. Yeah, it's weird because we always say, like, what are they supposed to do? But DK put up 40 last week. And Tyler Lockett, I don't really get the projections because he's projected 20 points this week. And that's like – and that's a lot of points for a wide receiver, especially. So, like, I don't really know where it's coming from, but this is going to be a good matchup. I, I don't have much else to say. I'm glad that, you know, Tyler and Joey are, are exceeding expectations, but we'll see what happens with McCaffrey coming back. Personally, I hope McCaffrey blows his ACL, and I hope Mike Davis comes back in. So, we'll see what happens. This, this should, in my opinion, this is the best game of the week. Yeah, agreed. Uh, the next one looking to be a little bit more low scoring. Uh, each team's got <laughs> a, few, a few lineup issues or some <laughs> interesting things, especially Team Robin Beer. The two things that you know stick out to me is number one, they got Antonio Brown in the lineup right now, his first game in a year. I mean, we'll see how much he gets involved. And number two is I think they're the first team since Mark and I to be starting two running backs from the same backfield. Uh, they got Le'Veon and Clyde in there right now. Mark and I used to start Kevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman back in the Atlanta Falcons days. So it'll be interesting to see how that works out. I mean, I guess you're guaranteeing yourself at least one touchdown probably, but you know, they're going to be taking points away from each other. Yeah. This is a really weird matchup because even when I was looking at them and look, don't get me wrong. This kind of sounds ridiculous, but like it's a weird matchup because they both have uh, a double running back core of guys who should be playing really well. I have Le'Veon in my other league and, you know, Robin Beers, Le'Veon and Clyde, they should both be playing well, but they're now both on the same team. So it's kind of different. So they have them, them two. And then Julio versus Devante top wide receiver ones on top of the fact they have two tight ends with the first and last initials of HH. So I personally think that's extremely important. I think it's really going to make a difference. I'm giving the matchup to set the tone because I would like to see collusion beer lose another game, but yeah, that, that is my stupid opinion on that game. 
It ain't stupid. Hayden Hurst and Hunter Henry. There's something to it there. Uh, the next matchup between Jake Reardon and We Love Young Hoes. Uh, to me, I just feel bad for Jake Reardon. I mean, the amount of injuries they've taken now in the last week or two, it, it, it's tough. I don't know how they can come back. You know, we were touting them to be one of those sleeper teams early in the season. They had it started off hot, but I don't know. Right now, it's not looking good for them. And We Love Young Hoes are, they had a tough loss last week, but they, they usually come back pretty strong. No, has anyone I mean, ever I, been has anyone ever been projected less points than Jake Reardon this week? I mean, he does have points? one injured player in, but he also has Cordero Patterson in, so that's what happens when you're. Yeah, that's really tough. Yeah. Also, Jake Reardon really needs some of that classic lap it out magic. I'm just saying. I will say the mump magic. Yes. There's something to be said about uh, Team Young Ho being undefeated. At home, but being defeated on the road. Exactly. Wow! Yeah. So yeah. if you know if they don't get secure a buy in the playoffs, it could be looking like a uh, a one and done for them. That's a fact. So you've done some research. Yeah, you know I scout my opponents okay. pretty thoroughly. Okay. Well, well, fine. Next matchup is yours. You're projected one forty one, which is the most I've seen all season. You got to be feeling pretty good against the one and seven Ruben Sackos. I don't feel that great. I'm not going to lie. I think, um, you know, my team likes to get projected 140 and then put up about 115. And it just happens every week, it seems to. So I'm just kind of like holding my breath, hoping that I get somewhere close to that 140. Obviously, Rubenstein's team isn't that good. He's one and seven, but he has a little bit of a point. You know, he, he does have some good games with points for, and his lineup's not set yet. So We'll see once the lineups are set what it really looks like. Also, don't love, uh, you know, I know Elon and Cole Beasley both have great matchups for him, um, Russ. So that Buffalo-Seattle game is going to be huge in my matchup. Our next matchup, Mark, it's you and I against Sims and Sims. And I know we're both feeling really good going into this. I feel that Houston, although they got a big victory last week, you're not going to see that kind of performance back-to-back unless Mahomes puts up 50 again, which obviously he could. But I'm ready. I'm feeling confident. Yeah, I mean, if we lose. here's the thing about you. He's all talk, you know. Um, haven't heard from him this, this week yet. Uh, last text I have from him actually is, you know, I just look forward to week, like week nine, a week nine matchup. You know, when we stomp on him this week, I'll probably send him, you know, a nice text here and there, cheer him up. But, you know, I mean, here, it is what it is. You know, he's given this team. He's not doing the best, but I think we've got a real judge to see, you know, how good he truly is next season when uh, he gets to do his own draft. He's got a lot of picks. For sure. Yada, I mean, yada. It's hard to judge him based off this team. Had some decent keepers. Next year, he'll really have a full grab on his team, so we'll have to see how he does. And, Kenny, last matchup, you're playing the number one seed in the league. A win would be great for everybody, including you. Keep your playoff hopes alive. Give me your thoughts going into this Sunday. Feeling good. My team is objectively a good team. I know I will always, always speak my own piece. However, I have a team that is led by a top 10. Uh, Tom Brady is more than a top 10 quarterback right now. So I have Brady. And the rest of my team is a, is a team full of people that have been contributing the problem a big problem is that when they're not contributing, they're really not contributing. 
So I just really need to rely on AJ Brown getting his touches. Uh, Mike Davis, I'm, I'm Mike Davis. Um, I'm hoping he plays well, but Mike Evans is like, Mike Evans is a guy that I, I just didn't really think I can rely on anymore. But I like my team a lot on paper minimum. I, I'm just on par with Ball's team. Like, I don't care who's talking about it. Like, I'm just as good at his team. So I'm really confident as well at the fact that uh, Ball um, is a pussy. As we all know, he literally just is so soft. Um, Definitely doesn't drink. Yeah, he does not drink. Uh, the thing about Ball's team is he he lives and dies by the Ravens, kind of. Yeah, and, and Lamar Jackson is not the same this year. Not the same Lamar Jackson. Yeah, no, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, he has three, three of his starters are Ravens, one being the defense. But, I mean, you're taking away from your touchdown potential. It's just classic fantasy analytics. You know, you, we, Ruben Stein and I have talked about this time and time again. Yeah, well, Ball wrote in our group me, oh, my God, is Lamar done for so I slipped him a couple of Agan Xanax. So he shouldn't really be worried anymore about uh, making his lineup decisions. So I should be good, um, but I'm definitely looking forward to this victory. But you know what? If not, if not, um, it's a really good team, but I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm going to leave it at that. We'll say these, these next few weeks are crucial. Crucial. Well, certainly are. The league is packed in the middle and if you want to make the playoffs i guarantee you need a winning record to make it um, i can say will and i will not be the sacco which is very hype we did think coming into the season that we were pretty much a log to be the sacco um and being in a position where we're third in the league when you think you're going to be the sacco is pretty great feeling so just oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. hold on a second why did you guys think you were going to be the sacco Listen, our we, okay, so we traded for Dalvin Cook in the second round, which is a good keeper, but it's not anything spectacular necessarily. Dalvin is a spectacular keeper. He's the first on pick. I understand, but a second round value is not amazing. He's oft injured, and you just never know. Okay, that was our good keeper. Then we had Baker Mayfield in the 13th. That's shit. Yeah. And then, is that all we had? Yeah, but I yeah. feel like, look, I feel like you guys are. Baker in the yeah. is more valuable than like Jimmy G and like well, the- no. So we also traded. We made a lot of trades last season because we went all in. So we traded our third round pick. Yeah, we didn't have a third six. round pick either. So we had no third round pick, two six round picks, and we had pretty like yeah, Dalvin's good, but we're getting him at what a round better than we would be getting him at. Yeah. Like it's not like people have like Kamara in the tenth, Thomas in the tenth round. Right? Yeah, like. That's like you're getting him like eight rounds, you know? So, I don't know. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of tripping going on. People saying we back out. Just a noise. You got the post-hype team, though. I'll give you that. Rojo, David Montgomery, after everyone thought they were out. And look at them. They're having great years. So, yeah, we went, shout out to you guys. We went young, rounds, young. Rounders, and they were number one running backs. We took those risks at that point because. We, we just said, you know, we're going to draft guys we like. We don't care where we draft them. Like. CD we picked really early, but like we didn't care. Like if he's if he turned out to be good, we're looking good. And like he's looking, I mean he's good. We just have to make sure Dak comes back next year. He looks like shit. Well, 
before Dak got hurt, CD was the number 10 wide receiver in Yeah, no, CD was looking very good. Guys, I believe I mean, might start Cooper Rush, not Ben DiNucci. But like, so like Gary Judy was a bust. We drafted him, he's done nothing. So, yeah, we shipped him. But Jeremy John Smith Judy is basically as good as my, my toilet paper. He's terrible. So, you know, overall. But Jerry Judy is apparently the best route runner in the NFL. Right. But the problem is he's on the Denver Broncos. So. <laughs> All right, Kenny. Let's wrap it up with GM of the week, Sacco of the week, and your breakout player. Who do you got? All right, so I want to start with GM of the week. Hugh, congratulations. Sims and Sims, a limited liability partnership. You win the Sacco Bowl. It's no position anyone wants to be in. We're in a really, really, really competitive league that honestly, it's fucking crazy that five teams are five and three, but you were in a position where you were playing the other worst team in the league. Congratulations. You fucking smack them. So you deserve that award for Jim of the week. Sacco, Jake Reardon, you scored 68 points. I know your team is kind of falling apart here. There's no excuses. You got to figure it out. That was absolute dog shit. That was really bad. And I hope you have some classic lap it out magic um, in terms of just being able to make something happen out of nowhere. You know, as we all know, he has some uh, real magic in those traps of his. Um, and otherwise, I think Adam Thielen is going to have a breakout week. He's had some good weeks. Fishbine texted me before Adam Thielen had a couple 25 point weeks. That's not what I'm talking about though. I, I really think that against the Lions defense, I'm looking for Thielen to have like a 30, 35 plus point week where you're like, wow, Adam Thielen is so misleading. Kirk Cousins is not gone anywhere. And the Vikings are still where they think they should be in terms of, you know, they might not make the playoffs, but they still have a team that they feel like should make the playoffs. So I'm going with Adam Thielen for breakout player of the week. I like it. Um, GM of the week, as you guys heard earlier, um, the story of Mark and I's Thursday night, I'm just going to give it to Mark. I'm not saying I was a part of it. I think Mark made maybe the play of the season, turned our season around in a week we needed a win. So my hat's off to Mark on that one. Sacco of the week, Ruben Stein. Jinxed himself, said he was 7-0 against Hugh in every week going up to this one, then absolutely blew chunks. Looking like a potential Sacco, even with as many points as he has. Really tough look for him. And then my breakout player, sorry to tell you, Danny, also a player you're playing against, Cole Beasley, gets that Seattle defense. I think the Bills' offense gets it grueling again after a few slow weeks, and I think he'll just be absolutely dominant. Um, boys, I just want to let everyone know, I appreciate Danny, Chandler, Kenny, and Mark all came back on after I forgot to record uh, our most recent Zoom. So uh, hats off to them. A great eight weeks in the books. The league is ultra competitive. It's very exciting. Ultra, ultra competitive. I think if anything, the podcast has forced people to be competitive. It's really more than we could ask for. Well, thanks for having us, guys. Well, thank you, boys. Let's hope we all wake up tomorrow with a new president and uh, some hope going into the weekend. It's been real, gents. See you guys. Peace.